All right, here we go. Episode two. I'm a little frustrated because I didn't record the audio for the first part of this, so I got about a quarter of the way through it. Got to redo it. So whatever. No big deal. Uh, E3. E3 started today. Microsoft just got done doing their opening press conference a couple hours ago. All in all, I was really excited with everything. I'm going to highlight pretty much the entire conference, kind of go over a bunch of little things with you here. I took notes during the entire time, but first game we get shown, they have an opening montage. It's it's standard filler, nothing really major, but Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds got a release date of October 25th. It's Obsidian's take kind of on the Fallout universe. It's not a Fallout tie-in game, but it's the exact same open world kind of RPG for it. Heavy focus on dialogue trees and building up your characters. Um, it's it's going to be good. It's got a lot of good humor to it. Also kind of interesting to note, all NPCs are, you know, they don't serve any major purpose to it. Like they're going to be a part of the story, but if you want to go around blowing everyone up, killing everyone, I, I guess you're more than welcome to. Should be interesting. I'm really excited to see what that can do. That's launching on October 25th and it's going to be free with Game Pass. That's something that they are pushing very, very hard going forward. Last year when they announced all those new studios, those new studios are coming in and they're giving you free games right off the bat. So if you haven't already signed up for Microsoft's Game Pass, you're you're fucking up because almost everything that they announced today is going to launch for free on Game Pass and more free games, the better. It's technically not free. You're paying for it, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, so after that, Ninja Theory comes out and they announce their new game. They've been working on this before they were bought out by Microsoft as a part of their new studio development project. Uh, their new game's coming out. It's called Bleeding Edge. Um, I'm not quite sure how well this is going to go over. Bleeding Edge is a, a hero-based brawling shooter, which sounds silly, but basically think of Overwatch with all melee combat, which I thought was kind of weird because... I saw three, like two or three of the characters have guns. I was like, how can you have a brawling game if people are using guns? But it looks very, very pretty. It's got a nice cell shading style of art to it, which I'm a big fan of. I love cell shading. Borderlands is one of my favorite games because of it. But I just don't know how well it's going to work. Overwatch and Overwatch and for whatever, you know, if you want to consider League of Legends and everything like that, they have these markets cornered. And these new games come in and they just they can't compete with what's what's already there. They're established. It's one of those games where I think people are going to come in out of curiosity during the first couple weeks and it might have a decent player base to start off. But with melee combat, I think it's just going to die off very quickly. I could be wrong. It goes into early beta on June 27th. So we got about two weeks before that goes out. It's launching for free on Xbox Game Pass. But I just, I don't know what to think of it. I don't know how well that's going to work. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. I need to see gameplay of it before I can kind of get a better idea of how it's going to go. Um, after that, they have a trailer for Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, they have a gameplay trailer. The game, the game looks stunning. If you've never played Ori and the Blind Forest, it's a 2D side-scrolling platformer. It's a Metrovania-style game. Metrovanias are all about exploration, going back, finding items and equipment that you need to further progress. The game looks awesome. It's on Game Pass, the first one. If you've never played it, I highly recommend you go back and give it a shot. Um, but it's just more of the same, which is not a bad thing. 
Uh, the original Ori and the Blind Forest was released back in 2015. This one got uh, February 11, 2020 release date. That's one of those games I'm going to pick up right off the drop, and it's probably one I'm going to go back and play again just because I love styled games like that. Good, solid platformers will never go out of style. <laughs> Going games that are out of style after that. Kind of one of the weirder games that got announced here, but we have a Minecraft dungeon crawler. So just picture Diablo with Minecraft characters. It's going to be so interesting. I don't know how it's going to work. It's another Game Pass exclusive, but it's it's a it's a Minecraft hack and slash loot based game. I mean, it's got four player couch and online co-op and those co-op games always tend to be a ton of fun. I never got into Minecraft. It's just never been my thing. Um, the closest thing to Minecraft I would do is the story mode that Telltale was working on, but Telltale went bottoms up. They're done. So I don't know what to expect, but low key, I'm kind of excited to try it. I'm, I don't, I have no friends who will play this with, so I might have to find someone to give it a shot with, but um, Minecraft is coming out in spring 2020. So you got a stockpiled early, early winter and spring 2020 plate so far. That's just one that, since it's free, we're going to have to go ahead and give it a shot. Uh, after that, Phil Spencer came out on the stage. He was just talking about the 34 games that were getting ready to come back, all the Game Pass stuff, the 60 new games that they were getting ready to show off. This is all just kind of leading up to what they were getting to later, which was the discussion of the new Xbox, which was one of the worst kept secrets ever. So uh, after that, we got a trailer for the new Star Wars game. Uh, I think it was called Star Wars Fallen Jedi or something like that. It's an EA game. All EA games are using that new Frostbite engine. It looks gorgeous. We'll have to see how it plays out. The gameplay in it looked pretty decent. I've been fooled before, though. Star Wars Battlefront 2 looked good, too, but that was so littered with microtransactions in a multiplayer-only game. They claimed to have had single-player for it, but they were basically just training missions. But it looked good. The thing I loved most about it so far was it just... From what I gathered, it just drops you into the middle of it. They're like, here's your character. You don't really know what side you're going for. It's just very open-ended, and I'm hoping that choice is there for yours to be making. And you can play it out however you want. If you want to be a Jedi, you can go do the all the good stuff. If you want to be a, you know, if you want to go towards the dark side, you can have that. Star Wars games like um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the original Xbox. They give you the choice to do whatever you want is the only way to go with that. There's so much fun to be had with it. I'm excited to see more gameplay trailers for it, but that looks good. I got a November 15th release date and it's not the only, there were two Star Wars games that got announced and the other one I'm way more excited for, but we'll kind of get to that in a little bit. But after that, we got a new survival horror trailer, which I, this is probably one of my favorite parts of the entire trailer. I love survival horror games. Um, it takes place and it's just a guy out in the woods with his dog. He's got a camcorder. And when I first saw this, the first thing I thought of was, oh my God, they're doing an Outlast 3 sequel. Outlast 2 came out, I believe in 2017. I got mixed to average reviews. They took it out of the insane asylum, but games like that tend to lose a lot of their you lose a lot of the suspension of disbelief for it. 
and it lo- it's the same thing with alien isolation. The atmosphere and the tension is there for so long because you have this thing that you can't defend yourself against. And it like the alien is just constantly rummaging around. And it's the same thing with the characters in there. You can't fight back a lot like an amnesia. You're just constantly running. But when you fail three or four times in a row to the same things over and over, it just tends to lose a lot of the suspense for it. And I'm kind of hoping that they don't go down this route, but the guy is just out in the woods. He's looking for some kid or something like that. He gets into a, like a clay molded shack out in the middle of the woods. And all of a sudden the camera drops and there's a guy just nose in the corner. He ends up, you know, coming out and shouting and attacking at you or whatever. But for those of you who remember, what did the Blair witch do while she was murdering people? She put them kitty corner in the in corners while she attacked the other ones. And then all of a sudden they float up to the top of the woods and you can see the stick action figure from not action figure, but the stick figure that they were placing all around the woods. It's sitting right on top of it. We're getting a new Blair Witch game. I can't wait. I thought the Blair Witch was one of my favorite horror movies of all time. That's that didn't get a release date. But I'm so excited for it. They rebooted the series back in 2016. I never saw it. They're doing an all-access thing for it. I think sometime later, Monday afternoon. I can't wait to see how they do it, what they integrate, if you're actually going to be able to attack, what your main focus is. This is one I'm definitely going to be keeping on my radar. But going from one big hype moment for me to the biggest one of the entire press conference, after that, screen goes black everything's dark in the theater and all you see at the top is CD project red for anyone who's been keeping up on it. CD project red are the people who made the Witcher. They're also making us cyberpunk 2077. So we get a nice long game or not even a gameplay trailer, but we just get a nice cinematic trailer. The guy and his partner have been going out trying to get this almost like a USB slot to deliver it, to get paid a lot of money involved with it. They, killed a bunch of people along the way. And when they get there, they get bounced. They fight their He fights his way out as his friend had died in the car on the way to deliver it. And then all of a sudden he gets knocked out, wakes up on the outskirts of town. There's a, a, a muffled image of a man standing over you. And all of a sudden when he comes into focus, he says, wake up, we got to go. It's fucking Keanu Reeves. The one is in cyberpunk 2077 everyone flips their shit no one knows what's going on oh my god it's john wick is it keanu reeves no one fucking knows and then all of a sudden they're like oh by the way ladies and gentlemen here's keanu reeves keanu reeves comes out he gets this great big wwe style entrance he comes out he's having the fucking time of his life the thing i'm most impressed with is this game got announced almost i think I think it got announced at E3 2016, the original teaser trailer. I don't know how long he's been working on this project with them, but to go almost what you would have to figure two and a half years of being able to keep it under wraps, it kind of makes the Norman Reedus thing for Death Stranding look like child's play. He comes out, he's, he's having the time of his life. He's so excited to be a part of this. He's playing along with the people who are heckling in the crowd. He's telling everyone that they're stunning and he's just like, okay, I'm real excited to be a part of this project, but I get, you guys are probably wondering when this game's going to come out and here it is. And he just points up to the screen. They have a April 16th release date for it. 
Then they show a gameplay trailer, and that's it. One of the craziest things I've seen at E3 in a while. Super exciting. I can't wait. This is day one purchase for me. This is going to be one of the best games out there. I just, I can't fucking wait. After that, you have to have a letdown period. So they have a 2D... I don't even know how to explain this game. It's a 2D... It's called Spirit Fair. It's it's a it's a very interesting looky looking. It's very narrative driven in a way, but you're in, you're in charge of everything. Like they showed off a whole bunch of different aspects to it. You'll you'll just have to look up the trailer for it. First, the lady's building a town and she's building her relationships with people, and then all of a sudden she's fishing and then it talks about dealing with loss as this spirit deer gets lifted into the sky she's got a pet so naturally you're just assuming that the pet's gonna die it's like in the the star wars trailer with the little robots you know that thing's probably gonna get axed at some point but it's it's a different looking game i don't really know much to say about it just if if you're not sure it's called spirit fair go and look it up but after that something i do know about the old Battletoads music kicks on. You see the outline of the logo and they show off the new Battletoads trailer. The game looks amazing. They've they've taken it in a more modern cartoon animated style. It looks very clean. If you've never played Battletoads before, you probably still have all of your hair. It's one of the most frustrating platformers ever released, but it's also one of the funnest. The NES ones are known for the, the, the wind tunnel levels where you're just going nonstop back and forth over chasms and trying to avoid barriers and shit like that. They released a couple of them for the super Nintendo um, pimples and God, I can't even remember all of their names, but it's, it's going to have all of the, all the key features that a battle toads game should. It's going to have vehicle sections. It's a beat em up. It looks very good, very clean four player or three player couch co-op online co-op. There was no release date, but I'm very, very excited about that. After that, you, you kind of start to get into some of the ID games that are going to be going through Game Game Pass. A lot of what they're trying to do with this Game Pass thing and with these ID creators is they're trying to find a mix of indie developers and big-time studios to create. Their big thing they were pushing was, we want to help you find your next favorite game. One of the first trailers they showed was for a game called RPG Time, and it's basically in the style of a high school student's doodle book. It's got a lot of different aspects to it, different drawings that are basically coming to life. It's very innovative. I like stuff like that where they're thinking outside the box. It's what drew me into Cuphead when they first announced it. It's something different. It's something very simple, but at the same time, you're like, well, shit, why didn't I think of that? So RPG Time was one that got announced, and then she... They had someone come out and she was announcing, like I said, we want to help you find we're constantly adding new games into this, our developer pool. Um, not really much else to say about it, um, but they did come out and announce after they announced, uh, she announced that there were about 60 new games coming within the next, the next year to game pass. But she came out and said, starting today, Batman Arkham Knight, Metro Exodus uh, Hollow Knight, which is, I think it's a spinoff of Shovel Knight, and Borderlands, a handsome Jack collection, were all going to be available for Game Pass. So four more huge AAA games that are coming out to Game Pass. Very, very good stuff. Um, 
Borderlands played a very big part in it, especially with the added DLC that they announced earlier. I'll get to that. But after that, they announced that they are also adding in Game Pass for PC. Uh, The PC Game Pass had been announced and teased a couple weeks earlier, but they announced that it was getting ready to start today and it was going to have its own separate list of 100 games just for the PC. They announced a couple console or PC exclusives, a couple of RTS games that they're never going to bring to console, but um, 100 games for it. They're also announcing that they were going to be adding in the Reach beta, which is going to start today. Um, Halo Master Chief Collection. God, talk about your all-time just biggest disappointments. I remember I took the time off my sister's wedding to go back home and to play it, and the game wasn't even in a beta state. That That's just, a, it was early access before early access was just a commonplace thing. But um, they're bringing Reach to the game. Reach sucked. Don't fight me on it. Reach was terrible. The campaign was okay. The story of Reach, I liked it. Multiplayer sucked. Who adds fucking Bloom into a Halo game? And then all the armor abilities. I could go on and on and on about how much I fucking hated Reach and how that was the turning point of the Halo series. But um, the good news is Xbox Game Pass is going to be combining with an ultimate version. So you can get access to the Xbox Game Pass, the PC Game Pass. And I think you can uh, pair it together with your Xbox Live Gold all for one price. And they're starting everything out at a dollar. So for the entirety of June, I think you can do um, Xbox Game Pass for just a buck. So if if you're not a part of it, you need to take advantage of it. There's a lot of good shit coming to it. A couple more world premieres. This one really caught me off guard, mainly because I never think of games like this existing. But then again, there's an entire an entire player base who are probably just fucking ecstatic about it. But they show this beautifully rendered 4k trailer and it's just of all these different cities. And you're like, okay, where are we going from this? What's next? And they just keep showing airplanes going in and around everything. It's um, it's called Microsoft flight simulator. It's, it's just an airplane flying simulator. It's like, an anxiety simulation. It's going to be really good. You know, I want the DLC portion of it where you can go and hang out in the airports and go through TSA and get drunk in the airport, but someone will get a big kick out of it. It's not me, but there's an, there have been flight simulation games forever. So whatever, but this one really kind of caught me off guard that they would show this at their biggest press conference of the year. After that, they kind of stuck with the the PC thing. Um, They're bringing back Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. It's going to have a 4K remastered audio, a new campaign. I've never been into real-time strategy games. I'm awful at it. I know a lot of my friends who are way into it. The closest thing I ever got to playing an RTS was Halo Wars. And even Halo Wars, I I just... It's a... Some games are just meant for PC Real-time strategy should not be on consoles, and that kind of soured it for me. There's a there's a market for it. Age of Empires 2, I, I know the legacy of it, but if you're into Age of Empires, you're getting a brand new remastered edition, which in this day and age is what everything seems to be doing. But speaking of games that should probably stay on PC, uh, we got a trailer for Wasteland 3. 
I didn't, I'd never heard of Wasteland before this, but it was a very well done trailer. It's a, it takes place in a frozen Colorado and it's kind of got like a cyberpunk futuristic feel to it. You know, you've got all these mutated animals. Like I think they ended up showing like a two headed mountain goat inside there. There was some mutant sheep and like, it, it just, it looked very different. It had a good, good, good humor to it, which is what a game like that needs something to balance out all the wackiness to it. But it's like XCOM. It's a it's a strategy based. It's a real time strategy based game. Um, something I'm not really into, but you know, not everything's going to please to me. Wasteland Two came out in 2014. We'll see how that goes. It didn't get a release date, but um, after that last E3, I thought that Microsoft did what they needed to do. They came out and they addressed the elephant in the room. They're like, hey, we get it. We've been slacking this console generation. We've kind of fucked up. We're basically doing a hard reset here. We've announced we have seven new uh, independent Microsoft Studios who are going to be out to churn out exclusives because the biggest thing that the PlayStation has over it, the hardware and everything is always going to be the same, but there's just an ever-growing list of console exclusives on the PlayStation, and they're all very, very good. Uncharted, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, The Last of Us is getting a part two sequel. They came out and they were like, we've added all these new studios. So what they were doing here was they came out and they announced that Double Fine, which is Tim Schafer's group, if you've never played a Tim Schafer game, um, Psychonauts is a big one. The Brutal Legend game, which I wasn't a huge fan of. It's got Jack Black in it, but Double Fine Studios has been added. They're a console exclusive with, with Microsoft. I was ecstatic to hear about this. I think Tim Schafer is one of the most underrated game developers. I think he did Costume Quest, which was one of my favorite turn-based RPGs since I can't get a proper turn-based RPG sequel like Paper Mario because Nintendo refuses to acknowledge that, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, Double Fine came out. They showed off a brand new trailer for Psychonauts 2. We didn't get a release date. The game looks very, very good, though. Think of like a Tim Burton wet dream. I think I remember seeing a part where she he's fighting this giant skeleton creature and then he's running through a hallway that's shit like it's human teeth that he's running on. It looks very, very out there, but that's what made the first one so, so charming. I, I can't wait for it. Um, that'll be an Xbox Game Pass game as well. Very excited for that. Um, after that, I already mentioned it earlier, but they announced two different Star Wars games. It kind of caught me off guard at first because you see, you know, the Star Wars intro says in a in a far off future in a galaxy long, long time. I can't even remember it right now. It's been a long day, but um, I see that. And then all of a sudden it turns to Lego there. And if you've never played it, I think there are five different Lego Star Wars games out there right now. And until they do another set of trilogy films, this is going to be the definitive edition. It's going to have episodes one through nine on it, all nine films. It's the only way I'll probably even come remotely interested in that. I'll pick it up. I love the Lego games, but I want like 9,000 gamer score out of it. If we're going to have nine films, make it worth my time. Cause that is a lot of, that's a lot of studs to collect. The Lego games are fun, but 
my God, the Harry Potter one got to be long, and that was four films. I can't imagine how long nine of them will be. Um, after that, if you're, I know a lot of Dragon Ball Z fans are announcing a Dragon Ball RPG game. I think it's it's a good move on their part. The fighting games have done really well. Um, a couple of my buddies played the Xenoverse one. I've never played it. It's not really my style, but it seems seems to make sense, right? Like there have been a couple dozen Dragon Ball Z fighting games. It just seems like an RPG is the right move. But they announced that had a huge, long, lengthy anime style trailer for it. That's coming out in 2020. Um, after that, we got a a really, really interesting new interactive thriller called 12 Minutes. I don't know how this is going to play out. It's almost like a like a Groundhog's Day thing. It's a top-down view of a couple sitting in an apartment. It's got a very unique uh, graphic style to it, which I I love. I can't I can't stress that enough. Try try new things, but um, they're sitting there eating dinner, and the wife pulls out this box, and she's like, "Here, I got you this. I got something for you." And he's like, "It's a newborn's outfit. I saw, or you like, you bought it this morning. You're pregnant." And she's like, "How did you know that?" And he's like. She's like, that's that's not the point. Look, pretty soon someone's going to become busting through the door asking why you killed your father. And she's like, my dad died of a heart attack. And she's like, they're going to accuse you of it. You just need to trust me. You need to get out of here. And it just it plays out. The cop shows up at the door. He ends up like getting she gets killed. And apparently it's just this repeating cycle of you getting able to do and replay scenarios over and over in like a 12 minute cycle. I don't know if that's exactly how it's spaced out. That's what I gathered from it. It looks awesome. These are the type of indie games that I'm into. Give me something different, real stories like that. I'm I'm super excited to play that and see more of that. Next, we got another deer game. I don't know the Chinese calendar. I don't know if there is a deer for the Chinese calendar, but this game is called Way to the Woods. And all I gathered out of it in my notes here, I have apparently you play as a deer. I have no goddamn clue what's going on. And that's as best as I can get it. There were parts in this trailer where you're walking through and your antlers light up. You're walking through a subway. You're walking through the dark woods. I have no idea. We're just going to kind of leave it at that. Um, After that, one of the two big marquee games for it. Gears 5, they announced it last year. Um, the trailer we got for it was really good. If you've never, if you haven't played Gears 4, um, the entire story takes place with Marcus Phoenix and his friend Kat. Um, the entire game takes place. I'm going to give you a spoiler for it. But at the end of the game, Kat finds out that she's a distant relative of Queen Mira. So the entire thing is her face and being torn between her cog and her, you know, her cog friends and everything like that. And eventually turning into this locust queen. So they didn't really announce much on the, the campaign side, but it was really good trailer. I definitely recommend checking it out after that. Rod Ferguson comes out. He gives the whole spiel about, you know, with years four, we wanted you to just trust us. And now that you trust us, now we're going to come out and fuck you with all these new features. And we're going to change the game up. Uh, They announced a release date of September 10th, which is a lot, a lot sooner than I thought. I thought maybe late October at the, at the earliest, but 
right around football season. That'll be awesome. I can't wait for that. But it's also releasing with Game Pass. And then they announced on July 17th, they're doing a multiplayer uh, demo where they're going to show off more of the just, I would think, traditional multiplayer game modes. And then in August, they're going to go over the Horde mode. But they announced a brand new game mode called Escape. And they had a couple people demo it. And I finally got a chance to watch it. And it's a more linear... Basically, the idea of it is you and two other people. So it's a three-player co-op mode. Basically, what happens is you end up getting swallowed up. And your main goal is to go into this place, into this base, take a bomb and detonate it and blow up the hive. And so it's you and two other friends, you go in, it's, it's more or less like a narrow linear corridor shooter kind of it's, I'm sure it's going to have nonstop uh, procedurally generated rooms and everything like that, where it's probably going to change nonstop. Uh, It's, it's more campaign for anything. I'm sure there'll be different alterations that you can make for it. You can change the difficulty, weapon placements, health restoration, it's going to be very customizable. And I saw where they're also advertising a map editor for it. So, you know, it's constantly never changing. If for some reason you're tired of, you know, getting blood shots and 83% in the multiplayer, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but they had a bunch of wrestling stars getting ready to play the demo for it. So I'm sure that's just fucking cringe worthy. And if the cringe wasn't enough, if you are signed up for Xbox game pass, you get the game four days early but better yet, you can play as Terminator. And I about fucking lost it there. I was like, you fucking sellouts. The last thing we need is fucking Terminators running around. I thought that fat Lucha Libre Oscar wasn't bad enough. And like, I understand the Christmas themed locust characters going out and running around in sweaters, but I, I'm just going to cringe every time. Like that, that Terminator character will sit in my inventory forever i will never play it i even wrote in my notes here they announced pre-order bonus terminator yank that's exactly right after that after that um they have a new trailer for the xbox elite controller 2 i kind of mentally checked out of this my elite controller the paddings on the grips on everything started to peel up so i was just like you fuckers can't fix the first one but yeah you're going to charge another 125 dollars for an elite controller whatever uh, i i checked out of it i didn't give a shit i think i actually went to use the restroom during this part of the conference but um after that came back dying light 2 got a new trailer uh dying light is a it's a it's an action rpg you've got skill trees and everything like that that you upgrade but there's a heavy emphasis on moving and parkour for it so Think of think of Mirror's Edge with a skill tree and batshit crazy enemies that transfer and become even stronger in the night. The big thing for this, they announced it last year, but the big thing is you never want to get ca- uh, caught out in the dark for it. But the big the big change that they're going for in this one is all of your actions have reactions, and they want you to be like, okay, well. You can side with whatever part, but just know that if you cut off, like if you choose to go and help find more water supplies for your, you know, your, your crew or whatever, you might have to cross another group and then they'll become your enemies. It's, it's very open-ended, but the trailer that they showed, uh, saw that your protagonist is actually infected. So I don't know how that's going to play out, what he's going to turn into a kind of shit hawk and demon he'll turn into at night, but, uh, he'll get a 
spring 2020 release. So we'll see how that goes. After this, this is what caught me off guard because they're starting to show off a trailer for a new Forza game. And I see them wheel out this car in the distance. And I was like, didn't they just release a new Forza game not that long ago? And all of a sudden they pull the curtain off this fucking car and it's made out of Legos. And they start showing this Lego expansion pack. And I'm like, you fuckers finally did it. You got me excited about a racing game that's not Mario Kart or Sonic All-Star Racing. You would have never thought that a Lego racing game would, you know, grab my attention. But the entire time I'm watching this is like, God damn it, they did it. Like a customizable Lego car, that makes sense. I can't wait. I thought I saw where it's launching later this week. I'm all in. Give me Lego Forza. I don't give a shit. It, what kind of realistic engine are you going to have on a Lego racing game? Whatever. But that'll be exciting. Um, after that, I don't know why they waited, you know, three games in between to show this, but... Gears is coming out with a mobile game. It's Clash Royale. It's basically a, a tower defense Gears game. The, the trailer was very, very cute. It had a very nice style to it. It's it's those Funko Pops, those big-headed action figures that they sell that people try and, you know, they praise them as the new Beanie Babies. People have, you know, fucking closets full of these stupid-ass action figures, and they're not going to be worth dick in about six years what's old is new and this is the new beanie baby fade but basically it's a it's a funk pop game it's it's going to be your heavily heavily financed you know free to play freemium mobile game you know you'll pay for cards and they'll bleed your wallet and i i can't do mobile games but there's a large population of people who probably can't afford gears of war who are going to be all about this um, after that, they announced the State of Decay 2 expansion. State of Decay 2 launched. It was better than the first one. It's it's an open-world zombie survival game. It's like days gone, but... I mean, both games had their problems, but they announced it's a, it's a father-daughter expansion called The Wasteland. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. It's more or less the same. Um, if you enjoyed the first one, I'm sure it's just more game game for you. So... After that, Sega comes out. You figure they can't fucking uh, fuck up anything worse than, you know, all the Sonic games that they had. But um, something that kind of came out of left field, they announced that a JRPG was coming to the U.S. that's never been here before. Fantasy, R- uh, Fantasy Star Online is coming free to play for Xbox and PC. It's coming with all the content, remastered, all the digital audio and everything. So I'm I've never really been into JRPGs you know, Final Fantasy and stuff like that. I've played them. It's just not my thing. But it kind of reminds me a lot of um, EverQuest. It's That's the vibe I got from it. But if you're into that kind of thing, Fantasy Star Online is coming in spring 2020. Um, After that, they also announced their new military bro shooter called Crossfire. It's very, very over the top. It kind of seems like... take a Tom Clancy tactical shooter, but give it some of the stupid Michael Bay features that they give call of duty with the heavy explosions. Like I think at one point in time they were underwater. It looks interesting. I need to see more of it, but that probably won't be released for another year or two. So Um, after that, we finally got the borderlands three trailer. Uh, 
everything we know about Borderlands is already set. We already know the game's coming out in September. Uh, basically, what they did was they gave this as an opportunity to come out and announce that there's going to be new DLC for Borderlands 2, which was launching today. Uh, it's basically just going to bridge the gap between 2 and 3 uh, with Borderlands The Handsome Jack Collection, which is the second game in all of its DLC and expansions getting released on Game Pass. They're like, fuck it, we're giving you a free game already. Here's some free DLC to come out for it, which is really weird because you don't see games develop brand new content for a seven-year-old game. But when it takes you seven years to release games, I guess, whatever. They got enough people to work for it. Um, After that, Elden Ring premiere. It's the new game from From Software. It's this game that George R.R. Martin's been working on. Uh, Norse mythology is going to have a very, very, very game of thrones vibe to it for all of you game of thrones fans who also like if you if you like game of thrones chances are you're a big big dark souls fan bloodborne demon souls it's it's gonna be that style of game this is something that has been leaked for a while everyone's known about it but um let's let's hope he can actually finish this because i know a lot of a lot of salty Game of Thrones fans, and I'm kind of glad I never watched it for that. Um, after that, Phil Spencer comes back out and he talks about the Project X Cloud, which is going to be their big, big streaming answer to what Google's doing. Uh, Google's trying to launch their own, their own console. They're trying to get into the console generation. Like they've announced that they're they're pretty much in it. They're going to be at E3 next year. I don't know when it's getting announced, but everything is moving to streaming. And that's basically what Project X Cloud is. It's going to be a streaming service. It's it's going to be play anywhere. Kind of like what I talked about in my predictions video. It's all about mobility, you know, being able to play on tablets, consoles, kind of like what Switch has done, but just at a grander scale. And then after that, uh, they came out and they talked about the new Xbox that's going to be launching next holiday season, which is going to be, uh, it's been dubbed project Scarlet for right now. Um, just, they went over a bunch of the tech for it. I'm not going to bore you with a ton of the details. Just know the, they claim the Xbox one X is the most powerful console out there right now for what it's worth, but they claim that it's going to be four times more powerful than that. Um, they said that at a certain point, it'll probably be able to reach things of 8k resolutions and 120 frames per second. That all sounds good in paper, but even the most powerful PCs aren't running usually anything more than a 120 frames. So just give me a steady, consistent 60. At that point, they've also been talking about making the back the past four generations backwards compatible. And if it's a streaming service like that, there's no reason not to. They finally got original Xbox games back on there, I think a year and a half to two years ago. Make it so I can play all of my old games on this new console. I know I'll have to find a bullshitted way to stream backwards, but I think that's going to be one of the big things that this next console generation is going to do is have backwards compatibility. It's stupid not to. The 360 had it. Xbox One kind of has it, but everything's always picky choosy. Just hash that shit out. And once they got done talking about the specs for it, they finally got into Halo, Halo Infinite. This is what we'd all been waiting for. And a lot of people are disappointed by it. I kind of figured that the game, like I wishful thinking, I wanted the game to come out later this year. I was more excited to hear that the game was going to be a launch title for the new Xbox. They said it's going to launch around the same time. We got a CGI trailer for it. 
They said it was all captured in real time game engine, but um, kind of the big things that stuck out for me, <coughs> excuse me, this guy, this Marine wakes up, he's on his ship. He's freaking the fuck out. He pulls out this little audio and video diary of his wife and his daughter or whatever, his kid, blah, 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 blah. He starts getting attacked. He panic runs. And all of a sudden he wipes off this mirror or this, yeah, this, this window and master chief is just floating out in space. Uh, okay. Pulls chief in. He's praying to R and Jesus when he plugs in the, the cables not to die. And chief's just like, all right, what are we doing? Where's Cortana? And you see him plug in his little AI chip. It says AI not found. And the guy shows up to him and he's like, chief, the ring's fucked. Like the entire, the entire rings effed. Cortana can't be found. And he, the plane comes or the ship comes under attack. You see him whip out his assault rifle. And then after that, they fade to black. And if you've ever played the original halo campaigns, the room at the end of the silent cartographer where he meets up at the end of, or at the beginning of the keys mission, you hear that halo three trailer music and you can hear Cortana in the background. I got super excited for it, but there was no gameplay to be shown, no gunfire, anything like that. I don't know how the story is going to go. We're just going to have to wait for the rest of the year. We probably won't even get a slight gameplay trailer until E3 of next year. So after that, Phil came back out, basically said, that's it. We've got a couple other things that we'll show at a later time, but no, no word as to it. But aside from that, pretty good E3. I was really excited about it. I think there's a lot of new games coming out. I love what they're doing with the Game Pass. The Game Pass is something that's going to be bringing people over from PlayStation. You know, the, the consoles are at a very reasonable price right now, but they, they had to start doing something to win people over. And I think with all the development studios and the announcement of the new console, I think it's just, it's a step in the right direction. So other than that, um, just let me know what you guys thought. I will be coming back with my Bethesda one. It won't be quite as long. They shit the bed. Spoiler alert. Their conference sucked. They're not doing anything, but I'll do a quick recap of that sometime later in the next day or so. And we'll be back with Nintendo's on Tuesday and we'll see what Ubisoft has to do on Monday. But other than that, thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.